Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. This is the Magical Life Manifesting Club Q&A. And anything goes day. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm glad you're here, Salima, because you always have good insights to share. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, I'm glad I'm able to join. I haven't been the last the last couple because, you know, like um like many people, you know, I work during the day, and if it's at a time when, you know, I can take a break or I can sort of, you know, make whatever time it is my lunch break I do. But I think the last couple of times I had work-related meetings that I either had to be in or conference calls I had to be on. So it's really nice to touch base. I'm working from home today. Um, I normally do that on Mondays and Fridays, but this week I did it on Monday and Tuesday. So I was like, oh, how fortuitous. Cool. Yeah. Um, And you started a new job or you're looking at starting a new job? I'm looking to start a new job. In fact, um, this feels like great energy for the new moon today. Um, I have a phone interview with a recruiter for that job at 2.30. I tossed my hat, like uh, one of the, it was some day a couple weeks ago when I had just had an incredibly frustrating week at work. And that happens, you know, nobody's immune. And I certainly don't feel that, you know, my life should be, you know, untouched by, you know, just the, the business of, you know, communicating with people and ironing things out. But I was like, you know, I'm not fulfilled in this job. Even if I hadn't had this frustrating week, I wouldn't be fulfilled. But it happened to be that I was uh, feeling an urgency around finding something that just better aligns with what I'm good at and what yeah. I want. So I went on a tear. As soon as I was done with work for the day, like I, you know, started doing some job searching. And I recently, you know, got certified in social media marketing. And I was like, that's really what I'm interested in. But, you know, let me let me just see what there is. And so I found a job that had been first put to me, like a listing for a job that had first been put to me, you know, a year, a year and some months ago. And at the time, um, a recruiter that I used to work with reached out to me and said, hey, what about this job? And it felt so serendipitous in the moment, like it just sounded perfect. But I knew I could do the job, but my resume wasn't quite right because I've been stockpiling experience and jobs, you know, in the same type of job that I don't love. And I thought, well, what am I going to do anyway? So that job was there again. And I was like, you know what, now now that I've gotten this certification, you know, I'll see if that doesn't, you know, change the, you know, change things. So I tossed my hat into doing for it on my own. Like I just applied via the company's website. And within a week, I got an email saying, you know, I'd love to talk with you about this position. So the last week and a half has just been trying to nail down when that would happen. But it's uh, it's not a headhunter I'm talking to. Like it's a person from the company. You know, it's like that first yeah. that first interview layer where you don't present as a complete moron on the phone. They might invite you to come in, you know. So please do um, 
send good thoughts to me because I really am, I'm manifesting not working where I currently work. (laughs) Well, do it's, it sounds very, yeah, like a lot of serendipity there. I mean, the same job came back again. Yes, it really does. It really does. And I felt such urgency around getting certified in social media marketing. And I think I told you on a previous call that I am roommates with my best friend and she works for a different, uh, like a different department in the same company, completely unrelated to this job. And it's not even in the same location in our city. And I told her, I said, yeah, that job came back up and I applied for it. And she said, just so you know, I think I know the person who might oversee that department. I'm not even sure if that job is valid. I said, that's okay. I said, I just needed to feel empowered by looking. And within two yeah. days of us having that quick conversation, I got this reply. And she said, oh, my goodness, I guess it is. Like, it's not just a dead, you know, a dead link that someone yeah. forgot to take down. So this is this feels really good. Yeah, it sounds like it's made for you. <laughs> Yes, it waited, waited for, for me. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because that may, makes me think of a little bit different, but people, you know, some some of these things that are just like meant to be, how they just kind of come about. I had a, um, my friend's brother, he, he, stud, he works for the Department of Natural Resources. And like when he was in college, he went to all these conferences and different things. And when he finally married, met and married his wife, and when they met, they found out they had been in, like, the same room, like, eight or nine different times mm-hmm. <laughs> before they ended up going to the same college for grad school. And it was, like, it, it just kind of felt like the universe was trying to orchestrate to get them together and just had to keep <laughs> mm-hmm. bringing it back around. So it seems like it, this opportunity came back around at a time that it was better for you. So. Right. I I think, you know, last at the end of last year when we were, you know, talking about Leonie Dawson's, um, you know, uh, workbooks and her, um, you know, calendars and planners and just the whole nature of, but like sort of as a part of a larger discussion about, you know, finding your word and knowing what you want to focus on in the coming year and how to make 2016, you know, magical, how to make any year, you know, magical. And the word that presented itself fairly quickly uh, to me, and I knew it was the the word that was coming to me for this year. I was not a fan. The word was surrender, okay? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, God. That doesn't, I mean, I, and I know that surrender can be a beautiful thing. I think we've all experienced that sweet spot where you, it's, you in no way have abandoned what you are dreaming of or hoping for, but you've completely like taken your hands off of the wheel in terms of how it's like you keep working Mm -hmm. toward it, but you reach that beautiful place where you are fine, even if it doesn't happen. And I have known the joy of really being there, not faking it, but really, you know, being in that place. And I know like it's so much easier for things to come to us when we can really, really be there. But when you know that's where you need to get to and you're not there, and it just feels like a great big old like sentence that like, oh, all these dreams you have are actually not coming true. It just, 2016 has been very, um, it has not felt magical, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the, a lot of the time. Now we're only three months in, so I'm not, and it's 
care to, you know, call the gear a wash or anything like that because I don't want to introduce that energy either. But, you know, this right. word has been surrender. So I've been, I've been really trying to uh, open myself up to having an open hand, you know, and sort of just like letting things, letting things like fall, how they're going to, how they're going to fall. And so I am hoping and trying to, you know, be in a place of receptivity to, to whatever happens. And I think that that little, that little window that I was able to create may be part of, I think this job may, may get in through the crack, you know, of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, we're, we're kind of on the same path this year because my word for this year was allow, which is kind of mm-hmm. similar. Yes, very similar. Just, and because uh, la- the year before was daring and it was, you know, to reach out and do new things. And, and I felt like, I mean, I did a lot, but I worked really hard. And, like, I got that message that um, I was working too hard at some things. <laughs> Not that we don't take action, but that, you know, sometimes you push too hard and you don't let the universe come in and do their part. And <laughs> I don't know why sometimes that relaxing, surrendering, allowing that kind of energy of like letting just, you know, letting it in is so much harder <laughs> yeah, than, it's pretty than working for things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's kind of like bread. Like, we're bred with that work ethic and that this and that and to, to let things come to us or, you know, let that, um, let the universe figure out the how is just really hard for us to let go of those reins, or at least it is. It's for, yeah. it is for me and I've been practicing it for a long time. No, it's, so. it's, I think it's one of the hardest, one of the hardest things is like not worrying about, the the how even when you're trying to visualize or script uh not yeah. to get caught up in but how would I be at that point you know from from now to there and yeah it's just it's definitely not something that you know <laughs> you can just you can just do necessarily some people may may cotton to that you know better than others but I definitely have to give myself uh, a lot of you know permission to just like be, it's like pre-rain journaling, you know, you're being the situation, not wanting it, you know, you know, just, yeah. well, it's like full allowance, just like what I keep calling the, the sweet spot, you know, where your higher self is really in charge and not governed by insecurity or <laughs> jealousy or any of those terrible dark things that can so muck up a moment, you know, or muck up a situation. Yeah. Yeah. I just, actually, I just, ordered a book on audible oh yeah uh, I'll, I'll let you know how it is if you haven't heard of it because i haven't i it was just one of those things that i came around and it was called it's called the surrender experiment oh i have not um, heard of it i definitely want to know what you think um but it sounds it sounds really good but um it's written by michael singer who wrote the untethered soul and i feel like i read that um years ago but or a while back but I don't I think it was one of those ones that at that point in time didn't resonate with me but sometimes I do that I'll, I'll read something and I'm like yeah and then I go back later and I'm at the point to where I'm ready for it <laughs> and it reads totally different mm-hmm. but yeah I I guess he just 
went through the like a year or so just trying to surrender to everything and then wrote about his process. So um, for some reason, yeah, that spoke to me, surrender and allowing and all that. It's really kind of, yeah, the the path that I'm trying to walk this year. <laughs> trying to walk it. Yeah, it's, um, so we're focusing on, and I haven't, you know, dug too deeply um, into it, um, into it yet. I've been, uh, I've been feeling a little disconnected, not for any reason other than my own uh, things I'm trying to nail down, like this job and, you know, other, other things in my life. But focusing on, um, or radical love, I was like, this is really timely, you know, for me. So I, I was just delighted to see that that's what we are talking about and, and considering in a more deep way. Um, you know, this whole idea of things that, like, you really don't like and other people representing parts of yourself. I don't know if you agree with that, but I'm sure you're familiar with the idea. Yes. Well, yes. I've been I've been sort of thinking about all the things that get my goat, like things that, like, are really intense triggers for me that, like, you know, make me fly off the handle, if only internally, in what feels like a disproportionate way. And the thought that those things are, are shadows of myself is really disheartening. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, God, I don't, yeah. I don't <laughs> acknowledge that there is any of that in me. But, like, the more I resist that idea, the more I know that I'm resisting it because it's true. <laughs> Yeah. 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 And I, I've had people, I mean, I've been that way too. And I still sometimes am like, no, wait, no, that has nothing to do with me. And then it's like every time I sit down and really just kind of get quiet and open up to, you know, what's bugging me and feel the feelings, it's like, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, it's those close relationships often that, really I'm for me my husband and I there you know there are just these little things and I get into this thing of like he's not respecting me he's not respecting me and then I was like wait a minute I'm not respecting me (laughs) and I'm like it takes me you know it's it just sometimes it's like that deep work of someone else mirroring to you what you're what you're either doing to yourself or what you're doing to other people before you can see it um, I don't know why, but um, I guess that's why the, uh, someone once told me, it's like, it, it's really easy to be this perfect spiritual person if you're the only person in the world. Uh-huh. <laughs> but <laughs> it's also really boring, so, you know. Yeah, I have felt so often, like, why are these people, like, messing up my flow? Why are they messing up my life? <laughs> it's like I, you know, I'm in my room meditating and I, like, achieve a a certain, you know, level of, you know, internal peace or calm or acceptance or whatever, whatever, you know, whatever feels like a relief from, you know, from tension in the moment. And I'm like, why, you know, somebody will tweet me something I don't like, or I don't know, one of my, I don't know, you know, something, it's always something. And I'm like, I know that these are the things that, you know, drawing closer to spiritual practices, probably it highlights them. You know, because mm-hmm. like the more the more you're going away from lower vibrations, the more you see the contrast, I guess. But, oh, my yeah. God, I just had a great meditation session. Why did this happen right now? Because I have <laughs> immediately, immediately, Michelle, resorted to my lowest self. <laughs> you know, like in this moment, you go from, like, 
Oh, I feel so good, too. Oh, I just want to kill that person, so. Yeah, uh, I've been there, too. (laughs) It's definitely an ongoing process. But, uh, yeah, I feel like that actually taking that time to, like, go looking for the thing. And, And a lot of times we don't have to, but go looking at those things that we don't like in somebody else, even when they're not flaring up and trying to find an aspect of it that we can love is just um it's like really deep work when you sit and get into it and um i think i think with debbie and i that were last call we're talking about how when you do it for someone who's not a close person to you but that just that person gets your goat or you know just really disturbs you it's um it's really it's really amazingly deep work and it's really neat that for me all this kind of came up right now while we're doing the presidential election because Mm -hmm. that pushes like almost everybody's button some way or the other (laughs) we all have an opinion on all these different candidates and usually there's at least one that really gets under our skin Uh and I, I found it really interesting because you know I have a lot of very spiritual friends. And when I go to Facebook, my feed is usually like 98% positive. Always, you know, making me smile and stuff. But I've seen a lot of spiritual people get really, really been out of shape over Donald Trump. And and I was like, you know, and like one of them was like, he's a, like a string of obscenities, right? And I was like, isn't this interesting that the fact that he is aggressive and mean and racist and and treats people badly makes you want to spew obscenities at him. Right. <laughs> and I was right. like, you know, not I'm and not in a judgmental way, but I'm just kind of like I find it I'm like, hmm, interest it's interesting because when someone brings that that up in us then it it must be in us somewhere. And so I think sometimes that's the reason why some of us have such a strong negative reaction is because we don't want to have any of those those shadow parts in ourselves. And he just sometimes displays them really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. I'm just, I, I find it really interesting because I wonder, like, when you have that pushback, that resistance to that, like, is that really the way that you want to go in not having, you know, to get that out of your, to get that negativity out of your life more not have it being presented so much in our culture is pushing back against it really the way to go? Or is it maybe just focusing on that which you want? But I know it's like, it's it's hard to do. <laughs> no, it really yeah. is. And I, I think I um I mentioned this on in some Facebook post of mine, like on Ash Wednesday, and like I said in that post, I'm not definitely grew up Christian, but I'm not Catholic, you know, so I don't there was never any in my tradition, the tradition I grew up in, any uh pressure to observe Lent or to give something up and that's not an idea I even became familiar with until college when you know, friends are like, I'm giving up, you know, whatever. And to me, that always, like, seemed a little 
antithetical to the abundance that Christ preached, you know, giving mm-hmm. something. I was like, I mean, but again, not wanting to judge it. I was like, okay, well, I guess I understand too. It's symbolic of, you know, the sacrifice of the 40-day fast. So I say all of that to say that as I got older, I started to see some of the beautiful symbolism in it, and I thought, well, maybe it's not about refraining from doing something <laughs> all the time. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's not always about refraining. Sometimes it's about what will I take on that, you know, will require some some discipline. So anyway, I thought I really just want to refrain from even posting about things that are important and that need our attention if they're negative and if they lower my vibration. And just like you said, the deeper we get into the selection cycle, I'm like, every time I want to comment on something about politics, which I do think it's important to pay attention to, Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's negative. And it's about Donald Trump and how I can't believe that what I thought for sure was a joke when he first tossed his hat into the ring is gaining steam and traction. And this this man is like, you know, I don't know. Anyway, I I thought, no, I, I cannot break. I guess something that I've started to realize is that even when things are true, even when something is awful and it is bad and you want to comment on that, even with some intelligence, even without vitriol, you're still like giving a vibration to it. And I thought, Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not in favor of pretending like things aren't happening, but I have given myself permission to not click on everything I see, um, especially if it feels like it's going to be negative, and not to comment, but especially right away on everything that I see. And I really feel like just those small steps of saying, I don't need to add my energy you know, to this. If I click on one more article that's like, can you believe he said this? It's like, will it change the fact that it was said? Will it, you know, it's like, I don't need to, I don't need to put my hand to that, you know, necessarily. But it has really been challenging. It it, it has been. And I was like, nope, I'm going to just post this picture of this flower, you know. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. But yeah, so, I mean, because the the vitriol that it raises, it just creates more of that energy in the world. You're 100% right. It's like this person is, um, it would be true of any, you know, any polarizing figure or idea. It just creates such, I mean, good people have to do something, you know, but I mean like the, the talking about it and the way that we talk about it and not rising up to meet it with love or not putting forth better options or, you know, all of those ways right. that it's good, you know, to sort of combat that energy. But, I mean, if I, if we let it, this could ruin our whole, like, it could ruin all everybody's like manifesting energy completely if we focus on this. Yeah. It's so poisonous, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I've been thinking a lot about how, um, you know, Abraham Hicks, somewhere there's, they have said that, one person who's aligned, you know, with high vibrations and aligned with their vision has, you know, more power than a million that don't. Right. <laughs> so to me, like the way to combat all the fear and all the negativity and all this kind of like crazy, like finger pointing and stuff that's going on is for me to stay focused on my vision of a peaceful nation and of a nation that's working together 
and to keep that, you know, and not that I don't, I wouldn't take physical action and vote and send money to people that I am in agreement with, but, but definitely that I feel like the whole thing starts in my mind <laughs> and in, you know, the way that I think and the, the vibrations that I'm sending out. But yeah, I right. just, I found it interesting how like when some people go up against him, they start matching his vibration. <laughs> right, right. That's, That's not what you want to do. Right. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. So, it's, it's definitely um, what is like high challenge level on the, um, on the uh, radical love scale. Right. For sure. Yeah. Sure. But it's it's good spiritual growth work. So that's like I tried to tell stories about it, about like what's going on with this this election in a good way. Like it's giving lots of us a chance to contemplate um, mm-hmm. on keeping our vibration high, even in the face of some things that just seem unbelievably crazy. <laughs> um, and you know, just, I don't know. I've also been trying to, because, like, you get those stories where people are like, oh, my goodness, you know, if he gets to be president, this is going to be horrible. It's going to be horrible. And I was like, well, what, you know, like, what if he did? And what if, what if it became a good thing? Because what if everybody else in Congress worked together to keep things, you know? And it's just like, mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to keep my stories positive. Um, so, but yeah, it's still a challenge. <laughs> yeah, and I, I've just noticed. I mean, speaking of you know magical lives and, and manifesting, I felt that I had hit a real like a significant roadblock with all of that. Like I had wanted to take on as my daily practice for 2016 scripting, and I tried it for about a month, and I was like, okay, I know we give everything. We like at least have the goal to give things 30 days. And I was like, maybe something about this just isn't um, isn't ideal for me. So I will try to practice visualization, which is a kind of scripting. You just don't write it down. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll try to be fidelitous to that. And I just felt this overwhelming sense of um, helplessness right out of the gate. And it was a confluence of our political climate. And then 2016 has just really been the year of death. I know people die every day, every year, but it just seemed like such an intense concentration of it mm-hmm. right at the start of the year. And the um, my best, a good friend of my best friend, her five-year-old daughter was out sledding and was hit by a car and was killed in late January. Oh my and this brought such intense grief, you know, to our house because while I'm not close friends with the child's mother and I'd only met the little girl once, um, someone that I am very close to, my best friend is like my sister, um, her grief was overwhelming. And it's like, I felt like I just can't climb out of this hole. There seemed to be such a heavy weight and such a darkness just hovering over the start of this year. And I was like, I, all the, you know, all the places I had, you know, managed to work to with visualizing and scripting, it's like nothing seemed very possible to me. And I was like, what is this 
what is this year about? Like, I was not feeling even a, a whiff of magic. There was no fairy dust, you know, no feeling of it to be found anywhere. And, you know, it just sort of, I feel like my spiritual practices took a bit of a hit. And so I'm trying to recalibrate now. And I'm wondering if you have any tips for recalibrating after major setbacks. Um, well, I, I know for me, it's, I, I have lots of anxiety and depression have been like, they're kind of a family story in our family. Mm-hmm. And when I get into that, I've gotten into that point where, where you are, like where the scripting and the visualization and all that just doesn't feel like... It feels like work and it feels like you're slogging through it. And so you know it's not serving you. Right. And, you know, the one practice that I do almost every day is, and I guess it's because for me it just, it helps deal with those stronger emotions, which is just sitting and feeling. um, And I really... I'm a very feeling person. So some other people, if you have, like, if you're more of a a visual or an auditory person, it might be a little bit different for you. But, like, I just get up in the morning and I sit for, like, five minutes. And I just try to feel what I'm feeling in my body and, like, feel where I'm vibrating. And I just kind of just focus on those sensations. And if I'm having emotions... Um, I focus on trying to feel like where, I, where, what those emotions feel like in my body. Um, and for me, this practice, like when I'm having a rough time, it's really good for me because I can like, even if I'm at an office space or somewhere, I can go in the bathroom and sit for five minutes and just say, okay, I'm going to be here for myself. I'm going to feel these emotions, like if it's grief, if it's sadness, if it's anxiety that are going through my body. And I usually try to sit and do that for, it seems like it takes three to five minutes for it to shift a little bit. And you can kind of notice, like, it may not go away, but it kind of lightens up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I don't do it necessarily trying to get it to go away, because I think that makes it hang on longer. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I'm struggling, when I'm having hard times, I do that as many times during the day as I need to to get through the day. Um, but I find that it's a good practice for me um, even when I'm not because if I'm feeling good and I sit down, I'm like, okay, I'm going to feel this feeling in my body and let it go. It seems like even when you're feeling good, once you let go, then your vibration raises high, higher and you feel better than you did. Right. Um, and it's just that, it's, it's, I guess in a way it's sort of like a form of the Sedona method of that letting go method um, of just, you know, and with that a lot of times, he, you know, you kind of ask yourself, you know, if you're willing to let the, let whatever feeling or whatever thought you have, if you're willing to let it go. And I know with them, they're like, even if your answer is no, usually you still let go a little bit. Mm-hmm. And for me, those practices help me reset and help me 
they're more of my daily staple. I do do I do scripting and I do visualization visualizations and things like that. But for me, that letting go and just feeling and being where I am, that's like that's the thing that gets gets me through and helps me raise my vibration. And the other things are things that I add in when it feels good to. Uh, and that's just me. Like some other people might be different, but but I do think if you're doing visualizations and scripting and things like that and it just feels hard and heavy, doing something that's more like that or a meditation where you're just kind of allowing yourself to feel your feelings or just being really present and mindful in the moment might be a better solution for a while. Right. I think I will definitely, <laughs> I will definitely try that. Um, things, things feel like they're loosening up a bit, but I just, um, yeah, I, did, I needed, I needed some tips, you know, because also something that I have been sort of giving a lot of love and nurturing attention to and visualizing and, and sending, you know, manifesting loving energy in the direction of for several years now. And I've seen all along the way, all throughout the process, a lot of indications of how, you know, energy and healing energy works, you know, and in relationships which is really what this is focused on, a particular one. Like a lot of, like, there's no way that there isn't, like, God's loving presence behind all the strides that have been made. And Mm -hmm. it sort of hit a wall. And I thought, oh, great, my word is surrender, so let me guess. This is Mm going to be one of those things where we come to a certain (laughs) point of of healing, but we're not going to get the full, you know, package. And I wanted to resist even feeling that. And so I've been trying to balance, okay, let yourself feel the feeling. Feel what it would be if this doesn't happen, you know. Acknowledge it because you can't pretend like that's not worrying you. You know, you kind of have to work through. You can't, like, you can't do any shortcutting. So I've been, you know, dealing with that too. Like, are we going to come only this far and go no farther, you know, with something that's such a, been such a dear concern and focus for me for for five years and in a lot of ways I had reorganized like a lot of my deepening spiritual practices have come through this journey that I've been on and so anyway it doesn't really matter what the specifics are the point is more that you know I've been dealing with some disappointment on feeling like like all of this good work had hit um, a roadblock like it had just tapped out and you know nothing more was going to go forward and I kind of couldn't work I couldn't work up a good feeling about anything, you know, related to that either. Mm -hmm. So it's just been, yeah, it's been challenging. But then I reminded myself that magic doesn't preclude challenges at all, you know, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And sometimes when you get to that point, I know for, myself when you get to that point where like everything is just uh and then you finally I think sometimes we're pushed to that point because we don't want to surrender right and we don't want to let go and when we finally do things just change and shift really quickly Mm -hmm. so um 
I, I don't know what, what helps us to let go faster because I've been in that same place myself. And sometimes it's just, it's just hard to surrender and, you know, let go of wanting to control outcomes and just wanting to grip really tightly to certain situations. And I think it's sometimes, sometimes it's just one of those things where you can try to work on letting go a little bit every day, you know, doing some of the Sedona method questions or just doing that where you just sit and meditate and um, just focus on feeling the feelings without a story. That's, that's kind of the, the tricky part of it. Mm-hmm. Cause whenever the feelings come, usually you're running the story in your mind. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why I try to focus really deeply on what the feelings feel like in my body to give my brain something to focus on other than the story that I've been running. And that works really well for me, but I've been practicing it for a long time. And so it's just kind of a, I guess it's with anything, it's the, why they call a spiritual practice a practice because you keep practicing. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, because yeah, I was just willing this this terrible feeling of doom to go away. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wasn't practicing anything, but like, why is this? You know, I hadn't gotten past the the why is this happening to me part of of, mm-hmm. of the process. Yeah, yeah. It like. Uh, for me, too, another thing that I'll focus on is just talking to myself like I'm talking to my inner child or whatever because I will sit there and I will, like, if it's really, like, if I'm feeling this sense of doom or just, like, a really bad emotion that feels heavy, I will say, okay, we're sitting here and we're, this this feeling really sucks. <laughs> But we're, I'm going to be, like, right here with you. I'm going to hold your hand, and we're going to sit here, and we're going to feel it, and we're going to be okay. And so, I mean, in a way, it's kind of strange because I'm sitting here talking myself through it <laughs> and mm-hmm. counseling myself, but that helps me to stop telling the other story that I don't want to tell. It gives my brain something else to focus on. So I will repeat words like that, and I will sit there, and in my mind, kind of imagine hugging myself or holding my own hand, just as I would do if I were with some person that I love that were grieving and I wanted to be with them and support them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's good. I can I can definitely take and take and use that. As I've been practicing uh, Reiki. Uh, you know, just by myself, I, I'm i like you. I didn't take it on because I wanted to, you know, help put out a shingle and open up a massage table, you know, and see clients necessarily. Right. I just wanted to use it to enhance what I consider the energy work that I'm more, the more distant energy work, like sending Reiki to situations and to people and, you know, to myself to move, you know, to move along um other spiritual practices. I think it's a beautiful, mm-hmm. like, underlying foundation to add to any other work that a person's already doing. But, you know, I'm not opposed. Yeah, I told great. my friends and family I'm not opposed to 
you know, giving you in-person sessions, but I feel like I need to practice it more on my own before I bring other people, you know, in person into that. But I definitely feel the uh, the effects of, in a good way, of taking on that, like just that beautiful discipline and that practice. Mm-hmm. And when I am sending Reiki or, you know, re- you know receiving it from other people, um, I don't know. That's been that's been such a balm, I guess, during this time. And it feels like the one thing that I've been able to do, no matter how I was feeling, which is great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it is. I know. For, it's it's for me too. It's very soothing, and if I like, it's just so nice. Like if you've had a hard day, even like just when you're going to bed in the evening, if you're just sitting there and giving yourself. Reiki for five or ten minutes before you go to sleep. It's just like kind of works all the kinks out and helps you loosen up your grip on all the stuff that's been getting to you during the day. Right. Yeah. One of my it's one of my favorites because you can add it so many places in your life. Like you say, it's a great underlying foundation for anything else that you're doing. Right. And I realized, you know, um even before I mean I, I have a complete respect for the for the attunement process and believe, you know, believe that if you if one person has access to a Reiki master who can attune them and they want to learn to practice it that's wonderful but I also love how how completely uh open it is like Reiki doesn't seem to have a ton of pretensions it's like anybody this is accessible to anyone and I think even before Mm -hmm. I knew what I was doing or knew what to call it um I just refer to it as like energy sharing for lack of a better way to put it and I was like Mm -hmm. you know sending loving um energy in my mind is how I thought of it to people in the situations. I was like, oh, you know, this person is going through that or I can see exactly, um, you know, the type of of clarity that I can't fully explain what might be needed here to shift the situation. And so just over, you know, it's like the beautiful discipline of just being intentional about sending love and holding people in mind and holding intentions for them. I was like, without even knowing that that's what I was doing, I've been sending Reiki or approximately yeah. for, a, for a long time. And so bringing the symbols into it, I agree with you, it's enriching because, like, they have um, they're so old and ancient, you know, that they have within them the, the storied and shared power of all the people who use them. But Reiki also completely takes any pressure off of a person because it's like it's not you. It's just uh, you're just a willing pass-through for, you know, for energy, which can neither be created nor destroyed. And when you know that you can't mess it up because Reiki won't do any harm, you're like, all I have to be is willing. So I don't yeah. know. I think, <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's one of the most gorgeous, gorgeous things ever. And, um, you know, I've always prayed, and I was like, it's just another way of praying, you know? That's, mm-hmm. that's yeah. how I think of it, so. Yeah, and I think, like, for me, it, it follows on with the way that I've, oh, the way that I've pretty much always prayed and the way that I feel like prayer is more of a 
of a visualizing of the highest good for that person. You know, to me, like the people who are like begging for mercy, I don't think that's not how I connect with the divine. I feel like the divine's on our side and wants to give us the best. And, you know, that instead of, you know, to, you know, like, just like we do, if we're looking at the law of attraction, we want to put ourselves in alignment with what our, what we want. My prayers are usually more of a visualizing of that person being in the line with what they want or with mm-hmm. their highest good, because I don't always right. know what they want. Right. Um, so usually I'm just visualizing them being happy or just, you know, kind of sitting there glowing, um, filled with um, energy and love. So and that's basically Reiki, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why I tell people you don't have to have Reiki training to heal people and to do that, you know, like you, like, you know, that there is definitely something to the attunement and the symbols, which I think is just that long history of so many people pouring those thought vibrations into them that does give it a nice little boost, but it's not necessary, right? I don't think. And I think if any, when people line their own vibrations up, they can probably, actually, I'm sure they can be just as strong, but it does, does make it easier sometimes to have all those other thought vibrations lined up in those symbols. So with that, maybe you and I could just um, give a little bit of Reiki to each other into the group before yeah. we end the call. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Sounds good.
Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for dialing in today. It was good to talk to you. Of course. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for the Reiki. I definitely received that and, and felt that. And, and thank um, you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. Have a beautiful day, and I'm sure we'll talk you again. <laughs> okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.